Hello and welcome to Conference in Review. I'm Dana. And I'm Derek. Today we are doing two talks. This is about building a life resistant to the adversary and the legacy of encouragement. And I think this is... um, I was thinking the common themes I'm, I'm picking up in these two is as we live our lives like resistant to the temptations of the adversary, there is encouragement in the, in the scriptures to help us to do that. And we will go ahead and start uh, with President Eyring's talk. Yeah, he... Uh... I thought it was interesting how he, his mom encourages him because he lists this as a legacy of encouragement. And he says that his mom always, whenever he complained about how hard it was, she'd say, Oh, Hal, of course it's hard. It's supposed to be life is a test. That was her encouragement. <laughs> and she's, she said that, he's mentioned her saying that to him before. I remember yeah. a talk mm-hmm. where he was pulling weeds and he could not get them out by the roots. They kept breaking off, Yeah, which is one of the most frustrating things in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said she would say it calmly and with a smile. And uh, because she knew two things, that that regardless of the struggle... What mattered most is that we were able to arrive home to our Heavenly Father. And she knew she could do it through faith in her Savior. Mm-hmm. And so she had gone through a lot of struggles, and he talks about that. But she was able to give encouragement to others as they went through it because of all that she'd gone through. Yeah, it's like Elder Zabayos from the other talk, Mm -hmm. how he says, how blessed we are to count on a knowledge of the plan of salvation created by our Heavenly Father. To have the restored gospel of Jesus Christ and to rely on the inspired direction of living prophets. In fact, he ends that with an exclamation point. Mm. I think they both, this is something they both recognize is what is really the point of life and the purpose and how to... How to be able to live in life happily when you know that. Yeah, I think it goes, uh, her encouragement and uh, elders. Uh, Zabios. Zabios. I don't know if he goes by elder. Is he <laughs> Let me look and she. Uh, they usually are elder or bishop, but oh, I'll, yeah. I will double check this. What is he? He is of the 70. He is an elder. Elder. So he starts out his talk talking about. You know, he says, you know, President Uchtdorf talks about flying and, and a couple other things. Well, he brings it f- from his perspective as an engineer. Mm-hmm. That as soon as he started studying um, in college, he wanted to get to the class where they taught you how to make a building completely... Uh, what's is the word? He called it... Anti-seismic, I believe. Anti-seismic. So I will double check that that's the word that he used. Anti-seismic. Yeah, and I think it's funny that both he and I don't know how close they spoke their talks, but both he and Elder Renland mentioned how Elder Uchtdorf 
always talks about mm. his his Planes. airplanes and his yeah. job and so so elder renland he mentions it in his talk which i want to see were they on the same day mm. actually i'm not sure elder renland oh yeah it was the same day but different so elder renland gave his in the the morning and then in the afternoon elder zabios he gives his talk and they both mention well since Elder Uchtdorf does this, and we're all inspired. I'm going to do this because... And he inspired them in two different ways. Elder Renland gives an airplane example, and Elder Zabios talks about his profession. Yeah. And so he talks about, you know, a structure that's anti-seismic. And he said that he got the class the very first day, and the instructor says, I'm sure you're all very anxious to learn how... To design an anti-seismic structure. And he says, I'm sorry to tell you that that is not possible. I can teach you how to design a building that is... Uh, let's see, what does he say? Design a building that is against, that is anti, or that is opposed to an earthquake. That makes no sense, he said. Yeah. Because earthquakes will occur anyway, whether we like it or not. He then added, what I can teach you is how to design a structure that are seismic resistant. Yeah. And so that goes along. We're going to experience trials. It's it's how we endure those trials that is the key, and that's that's what uh, Henry Biang's mom was teaching, is that we're going to have trials. You're going to have trials, but it's how you go through them. And how many movies have we seen? Like, usually science fiction where they talk about the perfect utopian place where everything is perfect. Nobody mm -hmm. was sad. There were no diseases. Everyone was happy. And it's not true. It is... It, it Life never works like that. I mean, we've heard of first world problems. The problems people have when all their basic needs are met. And they have all the food they need, all the shelter, mm -hmm. they have everything they need, and they might cry over something like, oh, what a drama it is that I broke my nail and I have a big um, dance tonight, and oh no, what am I going to do with my chipped nail? Mm -hmm. Those are first world problems. So what it goes to say is even people, and I've lived in wards where there's people who are significantly wealthier than I am, and one thing I've learned is that even when all your needs are met and everything seems to be good, there are still problems. Yeah. I like how Sherry Dew has a book that says, maybe it's a talk, and it's, if life were supposed to be easy, it wouldn't be so hard. <laughs> and I, th I had that on audio books a long time ago, but I don't know what happened to it. It was on CD. And it was something that her niece had said to her. And she thought it was so cute, but so true. And she just used it as the title of her book slash maybe talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Elder Iring talks about his mom. Um, he says she's now in the spirit world. But she was able to keep her eyes on the prize. She wanted, despite years of physical and personal trial. And so... Uh, she had a lot of physical and and other things, and uh, you know that was part of uh, what had an impact on Elder Iring. Yeah, uh, you know, 
Elder Zabios, I'm just going to go back to that for a second. How he's talking about knowing the plan makes us more resistant to the adversary. Yeah. And he'll give two, two, he gives us two things that will help you become more resistant. And that's fasting and the scriptures. Now, we know that there's prayer, there's other things, but those are the two he focused on. And I thought it was interesting how when he goes into fasting and scriptures, and then we look back at... Elder I President Irings, I don't why I keep calling Elder. He has not been Elder Iring since like ninety something. I yeah. no early two thousands. It's probably been about twenty mm. years. I I don't know close to it, and I'm calling him Elder. I think it's because Elder Uchtdorf was president. Mm. I try to get back. Anyhow, um, how when he talks about fasting and scriptures, and then we go back to President Irings talk. How he a big chunk of his talk. It's from Moroni, the book of Moroni, where Mormon, this is always a fun fact that Mormon writes in the book of Moroni and Moroni writes in the book of Mormon. Yeah. They both share. They're a -hmm. real father and son, um, (laughs) super duo team. Um, How when he's writing his letter to Moroni, he's talking about the legacy of encouragement to uh, his son. Yeah. And so that's found in the scriptures, which is somewhere. And the encouragement, being encouraged and feeling encouraged is something that will make you more resistant to the adversary. Yeah, one of the first things he says is that uh, Mormon puts Christ first. And um, I underlined that because that is is important. We put Christ first in our lives and... And uh, he quotes, like like you were saying, he quotes a bunch in verse, this is Moroni chapter 7, in verse verses 38 and 39, he says, Have faith in his name because of meekness. So you have faith in Christ, and you have meekness. And, uh, and so those are, you look at it, and he's giving encouragement, and he's telling you how to be encouraged that you have a deep dependence on Christ. And then he encouraged them um, by noting that the, the faith that they have and then gave them encouragement by helping them see their faith and meekness would build an assurance and confidence of success and struggles. And so he's giving them encouragement as he writes and giving them the steps they need to be able to make it and this is at a time Mormon had a very uh, you think of his life and he's asked to be the prophet at a time when his people are falling and there's really nothing he can do and he becomes frustrated because he's trying to teach them and he can he has a testimony he knows but the people are just just falling away, and so he teaches them, and you see them step up a little bit, and then the next time it's a little less, and then it's less, and then there's no effect. And you can see his frustration as he's trying, but he's he's seeing them not it's not having any effect on them. That encouragement is falling on deaf ears. Kind of like the Old Testament prophets. Yeah. Think of Jeremiah. I think of Jeremiah. Yeah. Jeremiah was asked to not even get married. 
because he was asked, you know, at a very young age to teach to people that were doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. He had to just sit and watch them fall apart. You ever wonder if Moroni had a wife or if he was commanded not to? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't know. Yeah. So, uh, Mormon, uh, he, I mean, he literally quotes uh, just a big chunk, Elder Iring, President Iring, mm-hmm. quotes a big chunk of this chapter as he goes through and shows Mormon giving encouragement. And he quotes, and I won't read all of these verses, but he's talking about how you have faith, hope. It's the, it's, you know, it's Mormon, it's Moroni 7, and it's faith, hope, and charity. Mm-hmm. And so he talks about having faith. That you start out with faith, and then you get hope. And then charity is that third principle, and that charity is the, the true love of, the pure love of Christ. And he talks about how we should aspire and work towards that and with all the energy of heart that we can have that charity with because without charity we're nothing. He says he's grateful for the encouragement of Mormon's example and teaching and his mother's legacy. I think, well, what if you don't have that legacy then if you don't have it, it's like they would always say when I was growing up, the pioneers, if you don't have pioneer stock in your family, if you are the first member in your church to join the church, first member in your family to join the church, then you are not only the start of that line, but you can also take, um, you have, are part of the church legacy. It's, it's like those are your um like your spiritual forefathers you carry on that legacy it's i think i think of it like immigrants who come to the united states and maybe they're the first generation of their family in in this country and america we're united states we are very patriotic well some parts of the country are more patriotic than others utah is a very patriotic state and and um i think of it as a new immigrant comes in and they may not be they not may not be sons and daughters of the revolution there's the sons of american revolution and daughters that you can join and Mm -hmm. i tried to join one of those for the pilgrims and Mm. oh man they're they're what they want from you to prove your it's so hard to get i mean i have Mm. it but you know it's a lot yeah they anyway um they become part of it and I think that's the same if you join the church and you aren't a son or, or daughter of, of pioneers. They become your spiritual forefathers, just like the country becomes the forefathers to those who immigrate. Um, I was also going to say, I remembered what I was going to say, is put Jesus first makes me think of, did you ever do those object lessons? I know seeing this when I was probably like 10 or 11 in Sunday school. No, I must have been older because I was in Young Women's. But anyhow, they put in, we had a, a jar of rice, and then you try to put in, like, the tennis ball mm. and the and the candle or all the things, and they mm-hmm. don't fit. Yeah. And they said, but what you do is you dump out the rice, you put in all those things first, which um, actually, no, the tennis ball stuff anyway, it, the sand and everything is everything, the sand or the 
the rice and then you put that on top and it all fits because yeah. it fills in the cracks there and i think about how when you put christ first you think that it's not going to fit that it's not going to work but when you put him first it all fits mm. whereas when you try to do the other way it doesn't fit yeah yeah that's true um so as he talks about elder iring talks about these these principles of having faith, hope, and charity, and charity is the true love of Christ. Uh, I'll just read this. It says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, pray unto the Father with all the energy of heart that you may be filled with this love which he hath bestowed upon all who are true followers of his Son, Jesus Christ, that you may become the sons of God, that when he shall appear we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is, that we may have this hope, that we may be purified even as he is pure. And um, you go down a little bit further and he talks about his wife. And uh, as he talks about his wife, he says, we've been married for 60 years. And he says, it's, it's uh, because of that experience that I now understand the meaning. This is just a, a neat compliment to his wife. Oh, I just hit the wrong <laughs> button. Hold on. Let me get back to it. He gives a compliment to his wife because he says, um, I now understand the meaning of the scriptural words, faith, hope, meekness, enduring, seeking, not our own, rejoicing in the truth, not thinking evil, and above all charity. On the basis of that experience, I can bear testimony that apparently ordinary human beings can take all of those wonderful ideas into their daily lives as they rise through the buffetings of life. And he talks about, uh, just before that, he says, my wife is a very private person who neither seeks nor appreciates praise. And so he doesn't say it directly about her, but he calls it ordinary human beings. But he's, he's specifically talking about his wife. You know what's kind of neat is, he seems like the kind of person who had a, a really good mother that he admired and his goal in life, or one of them, you could tell that he picked a woman who was like his mother, that yeah. he could uh, reverence, who had that same yeah. wisdom and, and kindness and just wonderful. And he found a woman like that and he married. And not everyone is so fortunate to have both a really great mother who's a great example and then find a spouse who is like that person yeah. I've heard in many talks, he's he talks often of his parents and his wife and very good things. They are an example to him. In fact, he also gave a talk where he quoted, um, I was a deacon, or maybe it was a teacher, and he gave, he pretty much quoted his talk in yeah. general conference. So he is someone who is very observant, and he sees really good things in other people's yeah. people, and he emulates them. He talks about seeing the prophet's example and in incorporating that as life yeah. both president nelson in oh this last it was last time mm -hmm. when even before the conference was ended incorporating that back when president monson was the prophet and he his last encouragement was to read the book study the book of mormon and both he and President Nelson really took that 
And in their next talk, they're like, I was, I heard that and I felt that I must, even though I've read the, the Book of Mormon many times before. So he is someone who is very humble, very meek, I think, where he, he sees good things and he's always emulating them and wanting to strive to that. And I think that's a really, an amazing quality to have. Yeah. I think in our day and age, people are so... self-centered i want to say yeah narcissistic that's like it's all about yourself and you don't Mm -hmm. really think outside about other people and how they can make you better you just think about how you're great the way you are and of course these kind of things that the world comes up with they're always grounded in some truth Mm -hmm. like heavenly father does love you the way you are but he loves you too much as i think it might i maybe it was Brad Wilcox said he loves you too much to to let you stay there. Yeah. And that's true. I, I love my children. The moment my little children were born, the moment I met Derek's little kiddos, you know, it's just like you love them, but the plan isn't for them to stay cute and little for the rest of their life. You yeah. you um, love seeing their growth. Yep. They need to grow up. Hey, are you down here where he offers you... The commandments and covenants he offers you are not tests to control you. They are yes. a gift. Jesus Christ paid the price for our sins. We may claim that blessing of eternal life if we will have faith in him, enough to repent to become like a child, pure and ready to receive the grace of all gifts of God. Mm-hmm. So he's talking about encouragement, and then he's giving encouragement. And I want to add also something from the other talk by Elder Zabaios is about how the the seismic resistant buildings they can't stop the the earthquakes they can't totally stop it uh, but they're built to resist it and he said every earthquake is going to leave a mark so we mm. have our hard lives and it shakes up the building and there there's going to be some some cracks maybe some furniture falls um Maybe some windows break, but he said in a well-built, well-designed um, house, or sorry, edifice, so it could be a house, it could be a building mm-hmm. of any type, it will fulfill its its purpose by protecting everyone, and with some repairs, it can recuperate its original condition, meaning, like us, as he says in the next one, all the things that happen in our lives, I think of even the most... Even the most righteous person who's always really great and everything, they're going to get down and things are going to be hard. I, I think mm-hmm. one of the most obvious is when someone you care about uh, dies or maybe they you have problems with other people because we're social people and mm-hmm. and we have issues with each other sometimes. Things will come into our life that will cause virtual cracks into our life. And I think remembering the encouragement that we've been given to know that through Jesus Christ and putting him first, it won't destroy, it doesn't have to destroy our building. Those cracks and everything, that's normal. Having a house, when you live in a house, when you own the house, you will know. I love on, I love this, I say this sarcastically on those shows on HGTV when they say, I just want a house that's turnkey and perfect no repairs 
And yeah. I'm like, <laughs> that'll last about a week or two. <laughs> Something's going to break. You're going to have to fix something. The carpet will get old. The There'll be stains on the, on the, even when you don't mean to. I mean, you get um, things that just chip, you know, paint. Light bulbs. Light bulbs out. burn out. Windows break. Mm-hmm. Doors sag. Yeah. There's just the... Uh, you, there you have owning a home having a building it it rep- requires constant repair yeah. and that isn't meant to make us feel really just overwhelmed by like uh i don't want to um no that's why the lord gives us all these words of encouragement mm-hmm. to help us know that his tests are are not meant for control but that's just part of life that's part of the plan and that we can get through it with his help yep i really feel yeah. like that's all we have to to yep. give you today we you may have noticed we've been trying to make these a little shorter i don't know if people have the patience i know i personally when i listen to podcasts um some between 15 and 30 minutes is pretty good unless it's Come follow me. <laughs> then I split it up over a few yeah. days. Yeah, there's. But even then, I I've kind of whittled down as many. I if I finished a short one, I'll do some extras. So yeah, yeah we love studying these talks and discussing them with each other and and including you in that. Yep. And so with that, we'll leave you and. Recommend you follow the prophet. Mm-hmm.